day 11 test 37 configuration 2.0 for lack of a better option dummy is still on fire safety if you douse me again and i'm not on fire i'm donating you to city college all right nice and easy seriously just going to start off with one percent thrust capacity in three two one I see nothing but disappointment on your face, Damien. What, what, what have I done to what have I done to offend for, you? For about a month now, I have been diligently not listening to old hip hop so that I can focus on listening to new hip hop. <laughs> and how is that going for you? <laughs> what have I done to you now? Really bad. <laughs> Is it, yeah. is it bad? Is it sad that I've noticed lately that the only new hip hop I like sounds a lot like old hip hop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And so uh, I I have a young person what I used to work with, and every year she's tasked to find uh, the best young people music and send them to me, and so I get. Uh, a sampling um, curated by her and I've been listening to them and her hit rate is about 50-50 which is why I still do it uh, <laughs> because Pitchfork's hit rate is like it's 5% <laughs> yeah. like it's like you can go to Pitchfork, Pitchfork for the white people but yeah, do not go there yes, for their the black urban people <laughs> as they call is, it yes the urban <laughs> it's abysmal um, but I'm the mistake I usually make when listening to new hip hop is that I find myself going, I don't like this. Let me go back to old hip hop and then <laughs> appreciating old hip hop more, both for nostalgia and also it's just plain better. And I hadn't heard anything that good in about a month, two months. What, <laughs> just that track yeah, I played? Yeah, and literally just hearing it, I was just like, well, this is over. Just like the, just like the 20 second block I gave you. I'm just like, well, I guess I have to go listen to that album. <laughs> <laughs> I recently re-listened to the AT Aliens album, yeah. and I'm just like, hmm. Yeah, like, I asked the question to, to, to my wife, like, is it better that Andre 3000 is like, pseudo retired now that he i just never have to hear him get bad yes. <laughs> yes. or is it just sad that i kind of want to hear more andre mm -hmm. 2000 he lost his right. mind he lost his mind um he has one track on that um who's the guy that anderson pack um, yeah no yeah, he yeah, has yeah. a couple of tracks yeah, here and yeah, there like yeah. he'll feature yeah. on people occasionally and you're like oh yeah he used to rap yeah, man. But, uh, but you uh, see, he does he does it so infrequently nowadays. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you mentioned that track. Damien, do you recall that that track came out pre-COVID? Yes. I went yeah. to a concert after that track came out. <laughs> no, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. We're old and time keeps on slipping. 
Yeah. No, no, no more old songs for you, Damien. You're not allowed. You're oh, no. not allowed. No, no more references just, to old this music. Is, this is just hip hop. <laughs> this is not old songs. I feel like I heard Andre 3000 on a fairly recent track, but I can't remember his one. Anyways, we're here this week to come together to discuss the film that Damien. That I, first of all, I have to take full blame for what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. I stupidly saw something really dumb on the internet and thought, you know who I should share this with? My two co-hosts who love really dumb things. And then was immediately tasked with, no, we have to watch this movie. Yeah. yeah. Right? And you need to see what else happened. I'm not right. Just, you don't just get to do that. I don't get to just do that. No. Um, so we're here to talk about the 1985 film um, directed by Chung, <laughs> Chung Sing Chow, um, the name of Drunken Dragon or... An alternate title, Exciting Dragon. Master, still remember me? Of course, you traitor, you. Huh. No need to be so angry. You still want to have the sword? When will you give up your hunt? It won't help you. I'm not going to give it! You let me have the sword, so I can attract more recruits to my association. You won't pass me. You won't get it! So yes, just like the clip you just heard, um, the movie begins with a, with a ridiculous battle of a man in a rowing boat and another man with a car Pokemon. That's the only way I'll describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, as he attempts to get a sword from this magical place. Um, he then finds out he can't get it. He needs some other thing, other item in order to actually acquire the sword. And in searching, he has to look for this special armor, which is held by an old lady who I can only call her character to be named as Grandmother. Um, and he fights Grandmother. And so the son of gr- the grandson of Grandmother has to have revenge. And that's kind of the plot of this movie, comedy, action, wuxia, kung fu movie from the 80s. Damien, please tell me more. No, uh, more what? Tell me more. Tell me Tell me how you felt. Tell me what went through your mind as you saw more than the dumb clip I shared with you. Uh, right? Was there, was, there, was there progressive goodness or was it diminishing returns it was, having to see more than you saw before? It was definitely diminishing returns. But it doesn't matter. I want to... A podcast can do this and it's very unfortunate. Um... And we don't release video podcasts, so no one can see the clip that Andrew sent. Uh, but the clip is magic. And I wanted more of that magic from the movie. And it is ridiculous, but it is not... It's, it isn't more of the clip. Um, and I mean, we... Thank you, Batman. We had the the Wusha Marathon, and everything that we said in that marathon still holds true for this movie. They're just they're just fun, silly, wire, actiony, kung foolery. Uh, this Andrew told a story that is more um, cohesive than anything that appears on the screen. <laughs> I don't, Andrew must have read that off of some kind of description. It's from, it's from what I gathered that when I paid attention every 15 minutes <laughs> in what was actually going yeah. on in the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. 
uh, but uh, it was what I will say is it was all worth it for the clip. Like watching everything surrounding the clip does not diminish the clip in any way, shape, or form. And, and the clip that we're talking about, for anyone who's interested, like is the opening action sequence in which the two masters fight. So, like even the clip that you heard that I opened the po- the, the review with, it leads into that scene we're talking about where the two masters are fighting, and one of them is in like a rowboat ass thing, mm-hmm. and the other one has two henchmen who make into a car right to like fight the robots <laughs> fight the robot man and he has robot kung fu like it's it's oh incredible like like i will i'll put a link to the clip in the show notes so anyone who's interested like click that and go and watch that clip cuz it is an incredibly like spectacular <laughs> like in it's it's pa- half part like ridiculous nonsense i think just describing it, you're like this has to be the dumbest craziest thing ever and part like just inspirational like choreography of like if someone gave you that and said all right now i need to make a scene that works as like a modern at the time like wuxia movie where we're doing kung fu things like they choreographed like a kind of cool thing going on there for what they were asked to do (laughs) (sighs) i mean like it's it's so good though like I don't <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we, Damon is just dumbfounded. Damon's There's speechless. nothing more than he, that he can say about like, this movie. So here's the thing, right? <laughs> I don't know like genuinely don't know what anyone expects me to, to say about I want you to just say it's bad. <laughs> oh oh, oh sorry. Right. Andrew Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to say to my face, Andrew, I I hit you, I slapped you. <laughs> Andrew Robinson, this movie is terrible. <laughs> uh, but, but, it's spectacular. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is there a story? No. <laughs> is there acting? No. Uh, is the dub beautiful to listen to one quick one quick check on your list some top quality acting um where two people (laughs) pretended to be a car Um, and one of them pretended to be the the rocket booster of that car (laughs) so i don't know what you're talking about my only question to you damien is that sure i accept that you enjoyed your time but with everything that you know about this movie and its supposed entertainment that it gave you how drunk or high do you think you need to be to truly engage with it to be like that enjoyed throughout the runtime of this movie so i was neither drunk nor high and i enjoyed every second of this are you sure are you sure Right. Listen, the the high was so high that just a clip of it forced me to watch the movie. But the lows are just run of the mill wusha lows. <laughs> and so that is okay. It's always been okay. It's never going to not be okay. I love every death animation Ooh. that every ca- when people die in this movie. They get up for a second and then fall, but it is spectacular. I don't, Andrew. I don't know what you want. Like, 
I don't know what you want from me. Right? You want me to lie to you <laughs> and tell you that I didn't enjoy the movie? Because I, I will if you I want I mean, <laughs> once again, i like to make it clear. I know this is entirely my fault. I need to stop sharing dumb shit with the two of you. But that's, right? I need to keep it to myself. Owe, but you owe that to us. Listen, you owe it to us. I, to I am us going that. to be. I am going to be the the voice in the middle here, right? I'll be the mm-hmm. mediator. And first things first, we need to acknowledge that um, Bad Mind is active because, um, uh, uh, and this perhaps maybe not a hundred percent related to what we're supposed to be talking about today, but. Uh, the Pelican stole CJ McCollum from my side, and mm-hmm. now they're down 20 against the, the, the Clippers. I think that, that mm-hmm. is, um, those two things are correlated, and they need right. to give back the pound of flesh that what they took. All right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. However, <laughs> back to movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's so about as sound logical as I so um, I think Damien and both Damien and Andrew have kind of covered this, and this is really the only thing that I'm going to be able to say as a general comment of this movie. Uh, but it is this, and I have this as as a note. And this is after I kind of figured out what this movie was, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna have to say this because there's there's not a lot of narrative or continuity in this film. But if that's what you came here for, then you've come to the wrong place. Right? Because I'm here to tell you. Now, I, like you, Andrew, uh, recognized... Mm, at first, I was thinking maybe it would get there. But at, at a certain point, I realized it would not get there. There would be no sort of through line, no story, no logic, no sense would be made. Right? But... Oh, you're Once asking you for logic. You're asking for logic from a movie that halfway through you can see like boxing equipment show up. Modern well, day boxing equipment. Well, show hear up. what, right? Yes. I didn't watch the 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 YouTube um, clip that you sent in the group, so I had no frame of reference, right? I just clicked play and was like, "Let's see what this is." After a certain amount of time, let's say it was five minutes, let's say it was ten minutes, I realized what was happening, and. I was fine with it because, as Damien says, I was entertained every step of the way, right? Now, this movie did not make any sense at all. Andrew described the movie, and I'm here to tell you the movie Andrew described does not exist. I read, um, I don't remember if it was the Wikipedia page or the IMDb link, and they too tried to explain this movie as if it made sense, as if there was actually story to the story. I can tell you as a fact, all of it, the, the movie that Andrew described, the movie that the internet described, where it sounds like uh, something happens and, and one thing leads to another, and then there is a third act where things come together and coalesce and there is a, it, it, there's, there's some sort of ending. No, that does not exist. This movie is a melange of fight scenes. That's what this movie is. Um, that and just dumb, I call it comedy, but you know, I'm here for, for that. This movie is outrageously ridiculous and I love it. And how I knew I was going to love this movie. And <laughs> boy, so I clicked on this movie. And after five seconds, I knew I was going to love it. And 
I knew I was going to love it so hard. It affected me so much that I had to stop. I had to rewind this film. I had to illegally videotape it on my camera, on my, on my phone camera, so I could share it with my fellow podcasters and say, gentlemen, this is my kind of movie. This movie starts off for no reason at all, mind you. It has nothing to do with anything else in the movie. This movie starts off with what appears to be some sort of army regiment, um, some sort of defense force, something like of that ilk. Um, and a fellow is walking through their ranks. Perhaps he's inspecting them for cleanliness or something. And he sees a man with a mosquito attached to him. And he slaps the mosquito away. And there is just such uh, ridiculousness, such comedic, uh, just, oof. It is the greatest start to a movie that had nothing to do with the movie itself. I, I adored that. And again, to remind everybody, none of the rest of this movie revolved around any sort of army, any sort of defense force, any sort of lord who had like, you know, minions guarding his castle. None of it. That was just somebody, somebody thought up that scene and said it was going to be funny and just decided to put it in there. And that is what this movie feels like. A bunch of scenes that somebody thought would either be fun, hilarious, um, uh, entertaining because of the fights, whatever. And they just said, we'll film that. And don't worry, we'll fix it in the cutting room. And they did not fix it in the cutting room. They just cut them together. And I still enjoyed this movie. Uh, I will say this, though. Um, and you mentioned this scene, Andrew and Damien. I was very disappointed about the boatman scene. And that's what I call it, the scene with the boatman. Uh, because there is this fight, right? And Andrew described it. There is some sort of, they at least start to have a story, right? Um, where they have this, this group, these three sinister villains. And they're looking for some special thing, some special sword. And apparently they need to fight a man with a boat uh, to get to it, right? And this man is inside of the boat fighting. This boat has wheels. He, um, it runs across the room and he uses oars to move the, the boat. And he also uses oars to fight like they're, you know, swords or sticks or whatever. And it is amazing. And he uh, fights with the, the strength of 10 tigers or whatever the hell you want to call it. Right. He's he's great. Right. Um, and in my mind, OK, in my mind, I had invented a whole backstory to this man about how he was this great fighter. He had lost the use of his legs in some sort of epic battle, um, perhaps with this fellow, you know, with, with some, someone who uh, was, let's say, his equal in some ways. But, but in the end, he will um, be better than him because, you know, he, he has fallen and, you know, he, he had a battle with formidable foes and had to invent a whole new boat-related martial arts fighting style. And in my head, that, that movie existed in my head and made this scene so much better. Then they broke the boat and you just find out that he's lazy. 
it's not that he can't walk. He just likes to fight in boats. No, that's um, just a style he learned. He learned the <laughs> boat style of Kung Fu. Right? <laughs> he just enjoys riding around in boats it's, on land. <laughs> that, that, so, that sounds almost like if like you were to watch Jackie Chan's Drunken Master and be like, oh, he's just drunk all the time. No, he's no, he's no, that's his style. He needs yeah. to be drunk. In, he can fight otherwise, no, but he's better drunk. I need to right? watch that movie again. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I, oh, I watched it's so Drunken good. Master when I was in college. I remember enjoying the hell out of that movie. I had I had like in my cart to like buy the part two because they had re-released it on some obscure Blu-ray, but I don't know if it's still available. Oh no! Um, but yeah, yeah. And you know, one other thing that I'll say about this film. And by the way, there is no way to talk about this film as a narrative. There is no narrative. So my review is just things I enjoyed in this movie. <laughs> Which scenes I enjoyed in this movie. Uh, so there's a point in time. Can't remember exactly when this happens. But somebody pulls out a rifle. Right? And <laughs> I see my podcasters laughing because they know where I'm going. This rifle is clearly extremely well made. Right? Um, one, one could even say perhaps uh, it went through quite a bit of German engineering because <laughs> the sight, the scope on this rifle is clearly nothing more than the hood ornament of a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> and I nearly died. I was on the floor for a good half hour after that. <laughs> um, this... <laughs> This movie is full of just dumb things like that. And I have to say that I I didn't write any more notes, but I want to say I really, really, really enjoyed Granny. Granny was... I mean, it's hard to talk about any one thing being the best thing in this movie. But if I had to bet, if I had to guess, if I had to like think about it, is there one best thing in this movie? No, there isn't. But she makes a strong case for it being her because she is just fantastic. Um, she, uh, everybody in this movie knows what, what clock is striking, right? Um, they know that this is not to be taken seriously. There's a lot of movies like this that, that you know, we love because they think it's serious and it's not. There's a lot of these movies that we love because they are just like, it's not serious, but we're serious about the fighting, right? And we love that that as well. But this is a bit of both. Um, and not the Jackie Ch Chan type of, of, of mixture. Because Jackie Chan is like, I'll make a movie where the fighting is good. There's a reasonable amount of story. And you may chuckle because I am very athletic and can make that look funny. No, 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 no. These guys are like, this movie is just going to be bonkers. And oh yeah, the fighting is going to be cool too. Um, and I, I love that about this movie. And I love Granny in this movie. There are points in this movie where she does strip teases for her grandson. Um, there are points in this movie where, like, sh her fighting skills and her acrobatic skills are just on point. Um, she has the comedic timing of a champ. And just to show you that this movie doesn't know what it's actually doing... Or rather, um, just throws away story uh, 
like a hundred percent of the time. There is a woman who is supposed to be this man. And by the way, why have none of us mentioned that this man's name is Doggy? That's his name in this movie. Doggy. I'm gonna be quite honest. Yeah. Throughout this movie, I could barely remember who anybody was. <laughs> like it was so nonsensical and uninteresting. That I was just like, I remember Granny because yeah. she is a grandmother and she's yeah. old. And yeah. I remember Bad Guy and Pokemon. Uh-huh. But do I remember anybody's actual character name? Absolutely not. So I would have probably not mentioned this. Um, and maybe not even remembered this. But for the fact that the whole way through, in my mind, I was like, is that just some either weird translation or accident? Like me not hearing them right. Maybe it's supposed to be Doggy. Or something like that, because they've anglophiled, anglicized the name. Um, but then, at some point in the movie, Doggy, the grandson, says, "Hey, I'm going away for a while, Granny. But in my absence, why don't you keep this dog, and it will remind you of me because my name is Doggy." And that is the sort of logic that you have to contend with this with this movie, and that is why. I love this movie to death. But anyway, back to um, Doggy and his wife. He has a wife who shows up early in this movie. Um, <laughs> and of course, they make jokes because she is uh, not the smallest of women. She, you know, has a bit of meat on her bones, right? And they make a lot of actually quite insensitive jokes about this, right? This is a movie of a time. Um, but like... A normal movie would have her have have these two like form some sort of relationship. Sure, she might have to go away and then they bring her back in some kind of like ultimate scene. Not this one. This movie, she kind of runs away at some stage and just never shows back up because they probably didn't find anything else funny <laughs> to do with her. They're probably like, we're making all these other scenes. Uh, you know what? Go home. I, I don't need it no more. Um, because this movie feels like this, mo this movie does not feel like it's organized in any way, shape, or form. It feels like uh, who, if there was an equivalent of SNL, right, uh, in this era, in this place and time, that those people made this movie. They were just like, all right, we need to. Um, this is really just another episode of of Wusha SNL, and which skit is good? And we'll put that on the television. That's what it felt like with this movie. And guess what, guys? I enjoyed that very much. This movie is top-notch. Love it. <laughs> Tump approved! <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> so, Andrew, um, it's your turn to talk about this. Uh, you can tell us how much you love this movie in five words. <laughs> can you, do Douglas, can you mute Andrew's mic while he talks? So, anyways, moving along. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, this movie ain't great. Um, like, yeah. it's one of those movies that, like, I can see if we were to cut this down to thirty minutes and just put in the action scenes. Like, I get it, mm -hmm. right? It's not like I don't, I don't understand what you guys are saying. I get it, yeah, right. But You're it's just better so than us. Yeah. Yes, uh, right, let's, cool. yes, 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 yes. I completely cinema. understand where Andrew is coming from, right? Because the truth is, 
for maybe the first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. There was just, I mean, as enjoying myself, but also the my movie mind, right, mm-hmm. was going like, I don't understand this. I was confused for a long while. And I just had to, at one stage, I just had to be like, you know what? Just enjoy yeah. And after that, <laughs> yeah. I had my But, but the, thing, <laughs> the thing about it, though, is that it's, it's, it's a movie where, like, I can tell right up front that this is just probably one of the thousand movies that came out in 1985 where they were like, all right, we're just making random kung fu stuff. Jesus. <laughs> Are you alive? Did you... Did <laughs> Um, they were just making random kung fu movies, and this is the one that that just hit into the theater. It was probably like the third, like you know how they talk about B movies that came out in the thirties, where they'd be like they made this on a super cheap budget, and you could just watch it along with watching Dracula, and people would be happy because it's just more movie to watch. Like this is that movie, and I get it, but at the same time, no, <laughs> like. I appreciate things like we've talked about it repeatedly, the rowboat sequence. Like mm-hmm. I, I can see, I can see the value, not even comedically, just even just style-wise of like what they were able to bring out in that ridiculous moment. And there are other action sequences within this movie where they do the same, where they apply the the, the skills they have to make and choreograph interesting action scenes. But then there's a quote-unquote movie. And not necessarily like they have a story to tell, but there's like another hour of just exposition and things happening, which I'm just like, the movie needed to either to decide to go like full ham on just being, don't give a fuck, (laughs) even more than you guys have even noticed. Because this movie, I feel like it tried, but didn't quite even get to that level of like, your brain is not going to work anymore when this is over kind of dumbness. Um, it just kind of like, it felt like a movie in which they felt obligated to put pseudo story in there because they're like, all right, this is what movies have. Right. Um, and so it, it just becomes flavorless to me where I'm like, give me a clip, give give me a compilation where they just give me the, the crazy action sequences where they actually put in the work, right. That I, that I think is actually the good work that's in this movie. And I'm down, right? But the 90-minute runtime of just Dross, it's kind of like when I remember last year when we were talking about um, the Godzilla sequel, the Godzilla Kong movie, where you guys were, I think Damien specifically was very positive on it, talking about the action. And you got to see Godzilla and Kong fight each other. And I'm like, but it was so boring to get anywhere that I just didn't want to watch it. No, I think <laughs> you, I, I would just like to. I think you have um, made here, a mistake, sir. Right? We... I'm not going to speak for Damien, yeah. but I would like to reiterate yeah. that I have never enjoyed any of the recent Godzilla movies, mm-hmm. in particular that piece of shit <laughs> with King yes. Kong in there. No. All right, no. I do not like that movie. <laughs> right. I'm going to send you guys a clip of that podcast. Right, cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that and I don't remember enjoying much that of anything about that movie. No. I think we are uh, all so very so, down on that what, movie. What, what, what even got me, made me hate it even more was that in preparation for that movie, I decided to watch the middle one, the Sandwich Godzilla movie, because oh, I hadn't no. seen it yeah. yet with um, What's Our Face? 
Bobby Brown or whatever. Oh, that. Okay. Um, okay. I'm like, what's a sandwich Godzilla movie? <laughs> a sandwich in between is... two other Godzilla movies. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> the one with lava Mothra. Yeah, cool. And yeah. so I watched two very bad movies back to back, and that was not a fun time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, like, like the thing with this movie is, it's just like it's to get to what is ostensibly the the parts of value of this movie like it doesn't feel good like it feels like you're just yeah no and and, and again i understand where you're coming from because what happened to you is your movie mind stayed on too long right (laughs) because i agree if you try to like figure out where this through line is and how one scene matches up to the next you're not going to understand but when you just sit down and you say okay each scene is going to have some fighting, and I'm going to hey, enjoy that fighting. Andrew, you, that Andrew, is, remind you know. me again how this movie starts. <laughs> Moving on. All right, good. right. So, you know, like, I'm not interested. Oh, no, I have been I we? have been punked enough on this podcast. <laughs> so, we? I have a question for the podcast, right? Because yes. it sounds like we are now going to be talking about other things, and I would like to ask uh, our fearless leader why mm-hmm. we have not uh, just titled this episode the Unnamed Werewolf Podcast? Because I know for a fact we are, all three of us are probably going to be howling at the moon um, uh, for all of the things that we are talking about. There are some pretty big moon-related things mm-hmm. that everybody's going to be talking about right now. Yes? No. At least two. No. Yeah. They didn't get the time. At least two. <laughs> At least two. I, I did not watch the Kinigit or the you Fallen the of the Moon. Or the Fallen. I, I did not see the Kinigit or All the, right. fa- or the Andrew, Fallen of the Moon. Um, I think there's a button there that allows you to just hang up on him. I did, deserve to be I on did watch after <laughs> this movie. Um, the site, what I watched this movie on, suggested that I should watch something called The Invincible Armor. I did watch that. <laughs> <laughs> did it have a better story? It actually did. Um, right. It was not as bombastic, um, but it is quite stupid uh, uh, because there's a technique called the invincible armor. And so you watch people just hit other people and have those other people pretend they have not been hit. And there's times where they do a good job and there's times they have clearly been hit and do a less than good job. <laughs> but, um, no, I have not watched The Falling of the Moon or The Kinigit of the Moon. Uh, how are... Uh, listen. Is it so terrible that as you terrible. guys have been... That as you guys have been doing this shit, like yeah. I was like, what's the night of the moon? And then I'm just realizing you're talking about the goddamn Marvel Christ. show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I assume Kinigit greater than fall. But please, please. Elaborate. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that other show you're talking about is. Okay. Right. Like I, I know Moonfall and yes. I know Moon Knight. I don't yes. know Kinigit of anything. Okay. <laughs> The Kinnigit that says me at the moon. Yes. Right. Uh, so. Tell me about Roland's uh, latest foray into lunacy. Damien White. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Wait, like... before you start, please know yeah. I am 
maybe the biggest fan of Roland. <laughs> I, I, I know. So, 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 Damien, do you like Armageddon? Yes. Do you like uh, uh, any Roland Emmerich movies? Uh, almost all of them. <laughs> Even the ones I know I should not like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to like this. Movie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this is a Roland Emmerich movie. They go into space. Uh-huh. They save the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a bunch of just ridiculous things that happen. So I enjoy the, this movie to death. The, sy- the synopsis, someone said to me at some point, because this yes. isn't made clear in the trailer. Yes. I assume that something knocks the moon towards the Earth. Perhaps. But I have been told that the moon is weaponized against <laughs> Earth. <laughs> All right. I mean, if we're going to talk about it like that, then yeah, something like that. Kind of, kind of, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> and one, one is standard Roland Emmerich. The second yeah. seems like it could be special. It they seems were, this movie, like as I was watching it, mm-hmm. I realized that to be honest, it's not anything special, right? And I'm sure Andrew doesn't going make to come... special movies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure Andrew's going to tell us about how you know it was only average uh-huh. at best and whatever. And he's right, right? Anybody who says that to you is right. Mm-hmm. It has a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know this because Google told me when yeah, I started I don't watching care it. About that. Right? <laughs> and they too are probably right. Yeah. But he didn't make you, the movie for them. Exactly. Yeah. If you are a person who, for instance, likes um a moon nice tale. F- if and you have heard the words moon and times, fall right? <laughs> and got excited, then this yeah. is the movie for you. Yeah. If you're like Let's see what this moonfall is. Then you need to come out of it. And similar to what I was saying about uh, the drunken dragon or the exciting dragon. Mm -hmm. If you turn off your brain and you just say, you know what? Let's watch the moonfall. Let's see if this entertains (laughs) me. Oh boy, does it entertain you. Douglas, (laughs) I can't wait for you to use the same process. Mm -hmm. Like watching like le- watching like oscar bait like just turn off your brain and just enjoy watch the this pretty colors yes watch don't watch don't look up just turn off your brain and enjoy I'm, this i've been meaning to watch that movie but that movie just doesn't look fun but we'll see we'll see um <laughs> i'll give it i'll give it its ch- if it's due and it's chance I but will. i want you to use the exact same process except, i don't want you to go in with your movie brain and except, like ruin the movie for yourself doesn't have bombast yeah. Exactly, that's the, the thing, right? The moon falling so, seems to be only that. Yeah, so so what I'll say, right? And I know that, that and we're all guilty of this, every single one of us. We we decide um, to, to love movies for the same reason that we decide to hate movies. And we yes. say things like, turn off your brain for this movie, but not for another one. And I mm-hmm. get that, right? And I may do that with all these other movies that you point to. Fine. But... What I will say is this. Movies like Moonfall, movies like Exciting Dragon, don't actually pretend to be anything more than that. Right? No, a movie like Don't Look Up, I know that that one is supposed to be fairly comedic, but it does have anything Adam McKay does, he's like, yeah, but it's smart. And there's a lot of other things, other movies like that, or not even like that, but a lot of other movies that 
people will say, but oh, you just need to. But there's still like the Green Book, for example. It's supposed to be. It, it, it it's about things that are important and and things like that. And so that I, I know I definitely my brain will probably try to stay on for a little bit longer because of that. But I'll give everything. So time, right. So my thing about it isn't necessarily because I I understand what you mean mm-hmm. by like I turn out and yeah. movies like Exciting Dragon they're not trying to be these movies Mm -hmm. my problem as i've said repeatedly is that it's not so much that they're not trying it's that the result they come up with is still malformed Mm -hmm. right it's not i i we've seen those movies we've 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 told about how their incredulous nature of them are when they actually go and they form the perfect form of that bombast right where we're like, all right, they have refined this into the greatest thing that has ever been so stupid and bombastic, right? And it knows it's this movie and it does it perfectly. Those movies we're talking about, like, like Moonfall, I almost feel is better than Exciting Dragon in that form of being bombastic and stupid and admitting to it and not trying to be other things. Yeah, and it also right? is a movie. You right. can you can like actually watch no, 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 from beginning no. to end and be like, oh, I understand what happened here. <laughs> you can't do that with Exciting Dragon. <laughs> but like, but like with Exciting Dragon, like it's form it, the, the the structure by which it goes. It's almost like we're going to be a movie that does this, and we don't remember. Then we remember. Then we don't remember. Then we sort of remember a little bit. Then we're like, fuck this shit, right? It's 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 as if like. So there was a movie I made us watch like a couple of years ago. I think it's called The Cut of the Dead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Japanese film, which that movie tried to do a lot of things. But there was one thing I remember a lot about it that I loved, which was the way in which like it paid off in creating this malformed object and then blaming it on the people themselves, where it felt like you were handing it off person A to person B to person C who all had different ideas. And they're just like, this is the last thing we came up with, right? And that's how that's how this movie feels. That's how exciting drag a movie like Exciting Dragon feels, where they're like, one dude wanted to make the stupidest piece of shit ever. One dude thought he was making the next drunken master. Another dude thought he was just having a rowboat scene and had a time, right? And the three of them couldn't agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that is when it's not so much that I can turn off my brain and enjoy. That is when it impedes my brain from letting me enjoy because, because my brain can see the cracks, mm-hmm. right? It can see that something has just gone completely fucking wrong. Yeah, right? and I agree with you. And, and, and that's why when I say like at one stage, I just had to decide whether or not I was going to like this because I wasn't sure. Because I too was like, but this don't make any sense. And as it's like, you know what? I'd prefer to like this than not like this. And then I enjoyed it quite a bit. <laughs> um, um, because, and that's, that's kind of what I enjoyed about it. Once I decided, you know what, this is for me. Um, things like that were clearly um, one scene didn't make sense versus the other scene. And they, they didn't feel like they wrote down a script. They just kind of felt like they were just going with it and put, 10 different things together and pretended like they made sense together. I was just like, that's a, you know, when somebody says that's a part of the charm of the thing, that's, that's kind of how I just decided to take it. But you're quite right. If you had your movie brain on, not, not going to work out for you. 
Uh, but anyways, you're talking about Moonfall. Tell me Moonfall, more about Moonfall. I, I enjoy Moonfall quite a bit. Um, it is probably average. It is... Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I enjoyed it more than average, Damien. I have already decided I'm going to buy this movie. Good. And not only that, I have also decided that I probably like every single one of Roman, Roland Emmerich movies uh, because this is the epitome of Roland Emmerich. Even like there was, I remember there's one that I decided I didn't like. Um, Day After Tomorrow. I think Gillian mm-hmm. Hall was in that one. Yes. And Dennis Quaid or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember being like, this movie is the worst. It's so bad. But as I watch a movie like Moonfall, where I just enjoy the hell out of it, mm-hmm. not because it's good, because, I mean, come on, uh, but it, you know, ticks the right boxes. I realize he ticks all those boxes every single time. Um, and as I think back to my memories of uh, Day After Tomorrow, I remember all of those things. I remember all of the things that I enjoyed with this movie in that movie. And why didn't I like it? Probably because I, like Andrew, was like, oh, I am a, I like cinema. Mm-hmm. What is this with, with wolves attacking mm-hmm. in summer when it's winter? And no. ice killing people for no reason. <laughs> I Quick question. All of these Quick question. Today. Checking in with the Roland Emmerich crew of this yeah. podcast, Damien. Yes. Hi. Um, what what is the best of his not end of world movies? White House Down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, sorry. Sans White House Down. Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at the movies that I've not watched. So I'm looking at movies like Midway, Stonewall, Anonymous, where I'm like, are any of these good? Right. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of those. Okay, cool. I just check in, right? Yeah. Because I remember them going and coming and going and me yeah. deciding never to watch them. Yeah. Um, but I, I was just checking as you as you being the Roland Emmerich fanboy on the I podcast. Mean, if, he's if you not actually saw them, his own type of movies, then why would I watch them? <laughs> I didn't realize Roland Emmerich directed The Patriot. I love that movie. Of course you yeah. do. <laughs> All right, cool. I just wanted to double check. Um, He's better yeah. at American propaganda than actual Americans, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie, Damien, you're going to love mm-hmm. it. Um, it is a run-of-the-mill Roland Emmerich space movie where uh, the good guys win. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, the moon gets really close to the Earth and fun mm-hmm. things happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw some of that in the trailer. There is an apocalypse, essentially, mm-hmm. right? So the, this has an apocalypse movie um, twinned with a space, uh, be, space save the world movie. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the best of both worlds. Yeah. You, you, you like it a lot. The, um, they so turn yeah, the moon into a velociraptor, essentially. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Andrew, what did you... Did you enjoy this movie any at all? I have a feeling that you did. <laughs> but let's see. What, 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 are your, what were your thoughts on I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough. Right? <laughs> I enjoyed it enough. It was fine. It was, it was like... The thing that I love about this movie is the ridiculousness of its own narrative and the people within it. Like, it feels like a movie in which someone watched every random end of world slash space movie and then just had every character say everything that was in those movies i feel like i saw armageddon elysium um the the sunshine i saw 
the end of the world tomorrow. I saw them all in one, and it was crazy, right? Um, who? What's the name of the guy? John Bradley. He was from Game of Thrones. Who I continue to wonder why he's why he's not in stuff. Um, he was just ridiculous and amazing. Um, I'm always happy to see Michael Pena in things for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I got I got kind of happy when I saw him come up. <laughs> I didn't think he'd be in a movie like this. Um, for some reason, he reminded me a lot of that guy from Ant Man. I don't know why. Hmm, I don't know why. <laughs> Actually, technically, this is not his first space movie. No, no, he's he, um, left Matt Damon on Mars once. Yeah, yeah. that motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, moving on. <laughs> before I, before I can say anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no no sorry if you have more to say please. Say no it. I mean it's it's like it's this movie is probably one of the first movies on the list of films since the pandemic happened that I am saddened I didn't see in a theater. Right it feels like a movie that it would have impacted me more to have seen this shenanigans on a massive screen just blowing out noise at me. That I would have been really happy to see. Um, it feels like a good version of that nonsense movie Damien wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a good nonsense. Right. Um, and I will be happy when the year ends and I forget everything about it. <laughs> yes. And then Damien has to remind me, no, this isn't the number one movie of the year. <laughs> Are you sure? So far, Roland, this, that's the same dude who said 2012 was his favorite movie of that oh, yeah, year. I so, you know, I, I did like 2012 a lot, though. <laughs> I remember enjoying it as yeah. like a dumbass movie, but you know, I put back on my cinema brain when we got to the end of the year. <laughs> yep, there we go. So, yeah. okay, that was so, Moonfall. That, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, Andrew, um, I defer to you, sir. I must defer to you on all things Moon Connect. Right? Well, I mean, so, I it's only been start, one episode. I'll let you I was start actually talking about this some show. Moon Knight. Um, <laughs> I was I wasn't actually planning to even talk about the show to be quite honest. Um, it's only been one episode. I'm actually surprised by it. I feel like all the Marvel shows have put multiple episodes. <laughs> I'm going to burn this computer. What's What's interesting, Take a, right? Is... Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Go get him. Go save my friend. So the thing about it is we can't see what's happening. So at least the first time when that happened, yeah. we saw the camera fall. And so uh-huh. I kind of understood what was going on. Because all I see is your face, like frozen. Mm-hmm. Like it was a bit more jarring. Like, what happened? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I feel like with all the Marvel shows, it's been multiple episodes on day one. And then they like take us further. But it's only one episode so far. I think it's supposed to be a short season, like six episodes. Um, but so far, I'm happy with it. It's more, it's Moon Knight as I know him. I, uh, he is a split personality and he's crazy. And I'm happy to see Ethan Hawke doing Ethan Hawke things. Oh, yeah. Ethan Hawke is in this. I need to watch yep. this then. Yeah, He's I the like bad guy. Ethan Hawke a lot. And he is definitely going full Ethan Hawke in this show so far. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it's only one episode. We'll see how this goes. How yeah. many so, scenes is he so far? Like, um, He is a good mixture of, like, he looks like he's definitely going to be very menacing very soon. Mm-hmm. But he also does that thing where just by being normal, he looks menacing. 
you know, uh, yes. <laughs> like, just walking around and you're like, I mean, I know he's not doing anything b- wrong, but I don't want to be near this person. He's going to murder me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. he's very good. <laughs> yes. Um, so I kind of like the show. Um, we'll see. As Andrew says, it's only one episode so far. Um, and like Oscar Isaac acts his shit out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, right? like, All what the is things it? I've, I've seen the, um, the commercials, oh, wait. but what is the show about? All right. All right. Cool. Um, probably part of this will give away what is the mystery that you people will find out throughout. Um, so Oscar Isaac plays a man who I've forgotten his character name right now. Um, Moon Knight is his name. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> um, and he is a, a man Steven, in a museum. Stephen, I think, is the one that we, yeah. we meet. Yeah, Stephen is the regular guy. Is the one who works in the museum. He's the one you're with all the time. Um, and he has periods of time where he blacks out. Mm-hmm. He fine. blacks out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was someone knocking or something. <laughs> um, he blacks out um, and he doesn't know what happened right um what we are to discover as time goes on is that when he blacks out he actually changes to a different guy by the name of mark who is like a badass and who turns into moon knight right and does things right so like within the first episode like he blacks out and wakes up like on the different side of the world Mm -hmm. right um and he 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 finds like you don't even know if it's a dream or not like you kind of assume it's a dream no, but I this, never assumed it was a dream. You thought it like it played it like it might have been a dream. Like you it, even it wake back up when it's yeah. over and he wakes up in his bed like nothing changed. They definitely tried to be like, Stephen, this was a dream. It didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. But like to us, I feel like it wasn't really mm-hmm. um supposed to look like a dream. Right. What what I love from that one is like at that point, apparently there is a third person in his yeah. head. Yeah. Um that is almost like a narrator. There are many. There, depending on the comic, there's a different number of people. Oh, I'm sure. Right? I'm sure. <laughs> right. I'm sure this is like a United States Atara situation where you can. There are a number of, of of personalities that that he has. But I liked how, as Andrew said, there's this part of the show where he wakes up somewhere else and he's like, "What? What's happening? Where am I?" And there is like a narrator in his head who realizes, whoops, the wrong person is in his body right now. This is not a good thing. And actually says something to the effect of, oh, Jesus Christ, we've got the dumb one again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, of course, like when it gets to like the superhero shit, like it all kind of goes into like Egyptian um, gods and stuff, which I'm curious to see how they deal with that. Right. Um, And stuff going on because everything is revolving around egypt um so they talk about Khonshu and all of those gods which is where the moon knight gets his powers and stuff like that yeah so also so i andrew made me buy this comic a long time ago Mm -hmm. and i opened the comic looked at the first page and didn't go anywhere (laughs) further um which is a bad thing Oh, but no, whatever. I mean, I'm sure I'd love this comic, right? Um, but for whatever reason, 
uh, I didn't really read it. So I kind of only knew the, the Cliff's Notes of this. Plus, obviously, you know, you watch a show and you're like, oh, this is what's happening. So I didn't realize there were actual powers involved. Uh, I yeah. figured he was just more like Batman than anything well, else. Well, it kind mm-hmm. of and is. But at the same time, like, yeah. they do some other weird shit. Like, I don't think no. you get, like, you don't get, like, lasers, right? No, of course. <laughs> and, and, and where I was going with this is they actually show you... At, the end of this first episode that there's definitely powers right yeah. it's mm-hmm. not like he's not just batman there is something that he has in him that allows mm-hmm. him to 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 do things and you, you don't know exactly what yet but you know that there's some good things coming um and I, I've, I've seen people on the internet love to post a lot of a lot of um panels throughout comic book history where mm-hmm. um, moon knight is making jokes to other people like to spider-man and daredevil calling them assholes and stuff because <laughs> moon knight is just a crazy person um, i guess you could say that yeah yeah um but yeah it's listen this uh, i am looking forward to where the show goes i really enjoyed what they did early in the in the show but they can't keep doing it because then you won't get to see the awesomeness right yeah so here's the thing as, as Andrew said, this fellow has some sort of dissociative um, issue with, with personalities, right? And so if we stick with Stephen, who is, I guess, the regular person, right? The normal, I go to work, nine to five kind of person, personality that he has. Um, and, and they kind of do that for a little while, which makes it really cool when... As Andrew says, he wakes up somewhere, but it's clearly in the middle of a mission, Damien. And mm-hmm. what you don't want to have happen is somebody who is a mild-mannered, um, untrained person in the middle of an active combat mission, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so there is definitely like a bunch of handovers where uh, there's clearly, you know, in TV terms personalities fighting for control and um when things get particularly dire the badass personality clearly like just pulls control fights a couple people and then the regular person comes back and is confused as to where he is and so this he's like holding a gun and in the middle of a car chase and he's like what the hell is going on (laughs) And, and they do this cool thing which is that they don't actually show you the fighting they don't show you the badass portion all they show you is the regular guy Mm-hmm. So you'll see the regular guy freaking out, being mm-hmm. like, what, what the hell am I going to do? And then like three people are coming at him. And then all of a sudden, as Andrew says, the next thing you know, he's driving with a gun in his hand and he's like, whoa, what the hell just happened? And then a couple cars are like trying to graze him. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's another blackout. And now he's driving at 100 miles an hour in reverse. His mm-hmm. windshield is gone. And like, it's just... You just see the aftermath of what would have been a fun, like, Mission Impossible kind of fight scene. And that actually makes it even cooler to some degree. Yeah, I'm um, sure they'll get past that soon. Yeah. But, like, it, it's a good effect. And it's, it's, yeah. it's something that they've done a lot in the Moon Knight comics in general. Where eventually he's going to come to terms with the split personalities and be more into, like, handing over and stuff. And you'll see, yeah. you'll see the action scenes, actually action scenes. Yeah. Um, but as a first episode, it's a good Moon Knight episode. And yeah, yeah, it looks it's interesting. Definitely, it's definitely <laughs> a good one. I am upset because I want all my shows to be there at day one. And as you said, this is just one episode. And especially because of how this episode is 
this whole first episode is literally just them being like, I'm going to do it in a cool way, but I'm just going to explain to you this whole scenario. And so, of course, after an episode like that, you immediately want to click on the next episode, but it's just not there, which is kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I like he, he creates this system um, to try and know whether or not he had uh, an issue in the night. Like, you know, you go to sleep, you want to make sure that you didn't get up under something stupid. Um, and he has this intricate system of like, locks and tape on door door creases and sand around his bed and um uh like an actual restraint on his foot um and of course probably because i assumed not not that i read any of the comics but you know the the general gist of it you assume that this wasn't working anyway um but it's fun to actually see him go through the motions and be like hold on i even after all of these things i put in place I was still able to, like, you know, get around my mm-hmm. my uh, <coughs> contraptions. Oh no! So it's because yeah, he thought know. he was sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. That's what he thought it was. He thought I was sleepwalking. You didn't think it was personalities. Oh really? Oh, okay. I didn't catch on to that. I assumed he knew that, but no, okay, that he had no sense. idea. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that makes a little more sense. Which is though. why he didn't want to fall asleep. Yeah, but I guess, hmm. Well, that's you know, cool. think of it as the Mike Birbiglia stand-up. He's like, yeah, I thought I. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, Moon Knight. There are more to come. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Sorry, really... it's a Fast and Furious movie. Okay, nice. Um, I really haven't watched much other than that. Uh, I will say that I recently watched the first two Tremors movies and I love Tremors I really do that first movie is a gem um, I mentioned this to Damien earlier this week and he kept saying to me that he was worried he didn't want to watch it again because perhaps his childhood mind made it into a better movie than it was I'm here to tell everyone no it did not that movie is perfect that movie's bad, but that movie is perfect. That movie knows exactly what it is and plays to its strengths and is funny as hell, is great. I would watch that movie over and over and over until the day I die. Second movie, not so much, but it's still acceptable. <laughs> as, as you know, you expect from any uh, sequel to a, a, a movie that just threaded the needle and definitely was made because people thought oh i can make this movie again and 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 make it into uh a thing a a, a franchise which apparently it is there are about six or seven of these movies um but without some of the star power attached to the first movie (laughs) so yeah I am actually looking forward to doing like a marathon of this. I want to watch all of the Tremors movies and see just how bad they get. Because I'm sure there'll be a point where it starts to become like really bad. Um, and apparently there is one of these movies where Kevin Bacon comes back. And I cannot wait to see that. <laughs> but I'm going to make a thing of this. So yeah, I just wanted to 
Parker. So is there anything that anybody else wants to say? Gosh, the fuck out the time. <laughs> you lunatics. <laughs> um, since Moonfall's out of the way, let me just quickly run through this. Um, I watched Windfall, that new Netflix movie that Damien pretended he wanted to see with Jesse Plemons and um, I've already forgotten the guy's name, Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay. It's like, it's not funny, funny. It's just kind of like, it's one of these movies where they think that it's fun to watch this people just devolve over the period the period of time in a movie where they're they're trapped and you see them become lunatics but it's it really isn't like it's it's just a bad version of that movie they're he kidnaps them because he doesn't have any better idea and while jesse plemons i love to see and play terrible people and he plays a terrible person here um it's like it's a terrible kind of person that's just grating to see where you're just like uninterested in him being terrible you're like just shoot him now and be done with it it's not like uh it's not like a if oh, why am i trying to remember his name it's it's not like um hans lander in 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 black bastards where you want to see him continue to go on and do more nefarious and talk shit throughout the movie it's just a shithead who you're like yeah i want you to see you shot right now so i don't have to hear you anymore um in a movie but it keeps going for the full 90 minutes and it's just kind of like whatever so is it weird that i have indeed watched the trailer for this movie and at no point thought that this could ever be a comedy it's trying to be one I don't. I, I don't know if you'll think it. I don't think if you watch the movie. I don't think you'll think it's a comedy. But I think it's trying to be one. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's that's a movie that existed. <laughs> that is a movie. Um. That was the biggest stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah. I am now confident that I must mm-hmm. watch this film. <laughs> <laughs> And moving into the more serious things that I know you guys have no interest in. Um, I watched a documentary by the name of Flea. Um, directed by Jonas Poher Ram Rasmussen. Um, a yeah. Danish film. <laughs> um, I try at least. I am, so- I am sorry, but I try. Right? Honestly. Not hard though. Um, you try. But not. you didn't try enough to like go find out how it's pronounced. <laughs> you just like... Let me just phonetically try and ramble through this person's name. <laughs> so anyways, this movie is a documentary. Um, it's about an individual by the name of Amin. Um, and he is an Afghanistan refugee living in Denmark. And it's a story of him, how he got to Denmark. And this guy who, throughout his life, has been lying about that story. Where he arrived in Denmark um, throughout a process and in order to get refugee status made up a much sadder story. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say it's much sadder, but a, a very sad, typical, like hard story of coming from Afghanistan um, mm. and what had happened to his family and stuff. And this is him telling the true story of what had actually happened 
throughout the process that he claims he had never told anyone. Um, it is animated. It is, um, I think it's mostly rotoscoped, um, in which they probably filmed him doing his talking head, talking through the things. They did some animations that I can only believe had to be just created to kind of um, explain to visually show what he's talking about throughout these scenes. They have a few clips, some of which I was familiar with um, their existence. There's a period of, there, there's a section of the movie that's set in Russia. Um, and there's a clip in there which shows the, the opening of the first McDonald's in Russia, which I had seen before um, when I watched the, um, shit, the, the Gorbachev documentary a few years back. Um, I had seen that whole bit about um mcdonald's opening in russia i'm like i knew that um and stuff like that so they had like a few like actual news clippings thrown throughout the movie whenever he'd say something that i guess he could like validate the actual story and he would actually pull in a news clip and it was it's a very interesting documentary um i'm sure it's a story that many people have gone through um that path of refugee and asylum status to go from um, a country like Afghanistan, he his story started in the eighties during the war that happened at that time. Um, so it's it's probably not new, but it's definitely like the movie makes you feel the personal nature of it, in which not just the sense of oh, it's a sad story of him talking about um, coming from a war torn place to get to where he's gotten, but also coming to terms with um, not talking about it. And having to say, for example, have a partner that he's not been able to share this with and keep this separate because he's also opened up a little bit to somebody and then been threatened to like they'll they'll expose him so that his status will get messed up um, and stuff like that. So it's it's definitely a very affecting film. Um um, I guess the last thing I want to mention, um, and I've not 100% completed this, but I, I watched a bunch of short documentary films today, um, all created by Sophie Romvari. Um, they're all on Criterion Channel. She has a series of short documentaries that she's um, released, made over since I, I think the earliest one is 2014, if I'm right. Um and there are levels of personal um interesting stories um so like i write 2016 is the first um one that was marked in the list um called nine behind in which literally it's a short doc in which um she calls her gr her grandfather to talk about filmmaking and it's like a seven minute film um, so they're, they're these tiny docs. They're not anything insane, like what I was talking about with Flea. Like, they're just tiny things. Like, there's another one here in which I quite like, which is um, called Pumpkin Movie from 2017, in which it's basically a Skype call, you know, in the years before Zoom took over. Um, it's a Skype call um, with a friend carving pumpkins at night and having a conversation in which they basically trade stories of sexist things that happen to them. Um, and it's like a five minute film. It's not a long thing. Um, but it somehow it just 
feels well put together as like a structure. Um, and there's still like um, one left for me to finish, which I started, but I stopped to come on to this podcast. I'm called Still Processing, so I'm going to watch finish that when I'm done. Um, but probably the the one that I, I want to talk about the most um, is this one that came out in 2018 that she made called Norman Norman, um, which is about her dog, Norman, um, who is getting older and she's coming to terms with the age of the dog. And it's not one of these documentaries in which she sits down and she goes like, oh, my dog is getting old. I'm very sad. Um, like it's, it's a documentary in which basically you are just watching the dog and what she uses to kind of um, force, use as background to these images of you watching the dog just being um, aged or dealing with this is you have the audio of a series of videos of Barbara Streisand talking about the death of her dog and how she went to clone them. Right, so there's all this talking of Barbara Streisand cloning dogs that she has her dog is dying. And so, like, having those two things happen at the same time concurrently, where you're having the images of her personal dog that she's having to watch go through this end-of-life period, and then Barbara Streisand and her ridiculousness, um, it's... I thought it was an interesting short doc to kind of just have go, and it was... It was affecting. It was in. It was. It it made me wonder more and more as to what um someone like Sophie would do with like a a large documentary project, right? Um, and I'm I'm I I don't know. I have no idea. I only know her as someone who makes short documentaries. I don't know if she has a plan to make a longer form documentary at some point. Um, none of her docs go further than twenty minutes. Um, so there's that. Um, but yeah, it's they're generally interesting document documentaries that are up there. So you can do on the Criterion channel, there are like seven of them, and you blitz through them in like the time it'll take you to watch a really short movie. <laughs> if you if you want to. Um there are others in there like in Dog Years, which is also about dogs um getting old, where she talks to other people and they're dealing with aged dogs. There's um there's um it's him which honestly i'm going to be honest i don't think i fully understand the what it's him is about like it was um at first based on the title i thought it was going to be some trauma story but it it doesn't really explain i didn't really understand what the pl- point of the documentary for it's him was um so i can't even feel comfortable describing what the movie is other than you see video of um the main character with another with who must be her brother and she sees someone she goes to a movie and she sees someone in the background and i guess she thinks that's her brother but i don't quite know and she's just trying to figure out if that's him or not i'm not fully sure um but overall i have out of the docs i have watched i've liked a lot more than i've not liked or not gotten so you know sophie ramvari like she's making pretty good docs but yeah that's all I'll really talk about here. <laughs> all right, sir, Damien, you're up, and you've got to beat uh, documentaries about dogs. Uh, right. Can you do this? I mean, I uh, rewatched Street Fighter 2, the animated movie today. So, I mean, I think mm. just by that. Um, no, I don't think so. No, no, no. you got to come right. with the heat. 
All right. Um, I mean, I can I just come with bribes instead? Because you're the judge, right? Yes, I am. All right, cool. Then uh, I will raise you, or flag means death. Ah, I forgot. I actually watched the <laughs> first episode. I've been meaning to watch that show. I, I did watch the first episode of that the other day. Yes. What uh, did you think, sir? I am um, very, very much in love with this stupid, stupid show. Um, the premise is just silly enough and the pilot uh, delivered on uh, enough silliness that uh, it convinced me to watch the rest of the episodes. And it, it I mean, you'll know if you like the show after the, the pilot. Doug, you haven't seen any of the rest of the episodes. I do not want to spoil just how silly the rest of the episodes are. Just know that they get increasingly more preposterous. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know exactly where I stand with it yet, but I figure that um, it will get better as it goes along. And um, everybody is talking about how great Reese Darby is in it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The, the first episode sets up um, uh, his commitment to becoming a pirate. And it only gets more ridiculous after that. And so, yes, our flag means death is, listen, um, if, uh, uh, Douglas, that scene where they were um, sewing flags and then the payoff for the flags later on, like, I'm watching you chuckle the rest of that show is basically things like that. Um, and they become more and more committed to a, a lot. There's a lot of long-running bits in that um, show, and it's never not entertaining. So, yes, I don't know why you aren't watching more episodes, but you should probably get to watch I only it. watched it this weekend. Thank you very yes. much. Weren't you the one that told me to watch this, mo- this no, show? No, I may have mentioned it and oh. said that I know about it and I want to watch it because of who are, who's involved. But oh. I only watched it maybe last night or night before. Was it Andrew then? Andrew, have you seen this? No? All right. I Andrew. know of it and I know I want to watch it, but I've not started it myself yet. Okay. Um all right. Outside of that, I spent um, too much time uh, watching, uh, I mean, not watching, uh, re-watching the final season of a certain show that I don't know if Douglas has finished watching. No? And Andra's never... Is it Peaky Blinders? Yes. Okay, I haven't started the new season yet. Oh I am. Um, I just finished season four, I think. Yeah. So I'm almost there. <laughs> and Douglas and Andrew still has not watched uh, second off. No, I've seen I've seen episodes. Okay. But I made um, life decisions that you disagree with. Yes. Um, you still haven't started the expanse. I'm going to slap nope. you one of these days about that. Uh, but Andrew, uh, your commitment to sending us silly clips on our group uh, compelled me to watch something else. 
um you had said something about making movies in franchises um in regards to top gun part two the toppening and i've only seen top gun once are we about to have a conversation about wait hold on. hold on hold on yes. hold on you've only seen I top have, gun once in your life i One have time. recently watched wow. top gun yes and I would like to have a conversation. Let's go. Top okay. Gun is incredible. I think you're incorrect, sir. <laughs> I think... Um, I, th- I think Tom Cruise is cool. I think uh, the... The dogfights... Are incredible i think there's a movie in between those things and it is atrocious <laughs> so i would go a bit further than that <laughs> i um was lucky enough to be gifted uh, a very high definition version of, of top gun recently which allowed me the opportunity to watch it very recently i haven't watched it in quite some time but i like any any young boy who was born in the 80s and grew up in the 90s loved Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Top Gun is a great film. One we see on HBO all the time. One, I mean, that, that proves that Tom Cruise is the Tom Cruisiest of actors. Yes, right? He's the most Tom Cruise. That is he for really sure. Is. He really is. Now, here's the thing. When you haven't watched that movie for about 30 years, yeah. and then you watch it again, you start uh, noticing things. It puts things in focus. And I honestly want to, after I've had a chance to, to wash the taste out of my mouth, perhaps in um, uh, conjunction with this new movie coming out, I want to watch it again so that I can go back to my childhood days of loving this movie. But yeah. this movie suffers from the most acute case of old movie itis i have ever seen it's it's a it's a it's a heavy 80s ass 80s movie right <laughs> yeah but there's movies from the 80s that we still yeah. enjoy here's the thing this movie is a movie that so in the 80s and 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 something that i am coming to terms to more lately is the amount of time it takes for something to be old right because um, I can just imagine my parents now thinking the same sort of things that you and I think, right? Because um, we talk about how much we love 90s hip-hop, um, and that is the greatest version of hip-hop. That is oldies right now. The mm-hmm. difference of time between today, 2022, or let's round it to 2020, and 1990 is 30 years. Yep. That is the same as the difference of time between 1990 and 1960, a time of a type of a time when music that came out in 1960 we thought to be like super old and dated and and and, and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I have lately been thinking about that how quick things age and. Um, I think that's what's happened to movies like Top Gun. Um, and I remember the first time I really 
like thought about it um, and was able to kind of get over it and appreciate something despite the agedness of it was probably Dare Hunter um, with De Niro and Walking, where I saw the problems. I saw that they were just like, what if we hit the high points and forget about like connecting any dots? Let's just have things that happen and you can figure out how we got there. That's kind of what this movie is, right? This movie is a movie that was made in the 80s, but clearly was more of a backward-looking movie, more of a movie that was like, I will be like the movies from before rather than I am going to be a movie that, that can push into the future. So I watch this movie and I'm like, boy, as you said, Damien, they're high points, right? Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise is being Tom Cruise. Yes. He plays a piano and sings very badly, right? Mm -hmm. he, he clearly invented karaoke in this movie. Um, he flies planes and mm -hmm. is, you know, the coolest of the cool. Right. But... And the ladies love him. And the ladies love him. But if you try to, to think of this as a movie that has a narrative, and in a way it does have a narrative, but a narrative that you can follow step by step, you're not going to think that this is a movie because you can't. Because it does not connect the dots. It doesn't go... It doesn't say, I am a movie, and this scene is going mm -hmm. the, the scene that you're in now is easily accessible from the scene you were in before or at least one that happened before this one right. and this scene that you're in now will propel you into whatever comes next it doesn't do that douglas and there's that there's there's no antagonist <laughs> in this movie there's that too. I mean, there is something to be said about them trying to make that in make um, Val Kilmer be that, right? Yeah. Um, but they don't do it very well. Yeah. And <laughs> um, like you, we lose people in this movie, and the movie expects you to feel a certain way about exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. And it yeah. is betrayed by the first part of the movie where they don't do anything to earn that. Yeah. You're just supposed to be like. But that's, yeah. that's because that's how movies used to be. And that's the thing yeah. that ups is, is upsetting because I watch this movie and I know that 80s Douglas understood it because this is how movies were. And that's why I loved it so much. Also, I mean, people told me to love it and you are young, so you love it, right? right? Um, but no, after you've learned new things, right? You've unlearned how these movies are and mm -hmm. you've learned through watching The Matrix, through watching Roland but, Emmerich, but through Douglas, watching like, like movies that 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 um, on the good scale at least connect the dots, and on the bad scale actually baby feed but, what's the story that's happening to you. Like, that now you expect to be able to watch a movie and it at least feel like there is connection between like one, I one want to the next, and this doesn't have it. I want to agree with you, but there are seminal works like The Terminator and yeah, yeah, Cobra. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying and uh, Cobra again, that were made in the eighties. <laughs> I'm not saying there were also good movies, right? Um, this is just one of the older ilk. Yes. This is one. Um, this is this is like a seventies movie cool. made in the eighties. Right. Where as it those made. were nineties movies made in Douglas, the eighties. This movie, this movie is bad. <laughs> I I definitely did not enjoy my time with like, um, this movie. But here's it, on my most recent watch. Here's the here's I'm gonna the, try and watch it and like it again. No, <laughs> here's the kicker like the movie's bad, and then 
I went back and watched the trailer for the new one. Yo, yo, still, I watched that trailer. Excited. Man, I, well, first of all, I'm not excited because um, no, because it I, looks I probably so like good, it, right? It will, it, it will probably be fine. But this trailer, I watched this trailer, and certain things popped out at me. I was like, well, they have horn shooting in mm-hmm. a fellow who is clearly supposed to be Goose's son, right? right. Just to, to play to the nostalgia. Uh-huh. They have shoehorned in, that's what I meant to say, yes. uh, um, uh, a scene where they play the piano and sing mm-hmm. a song. Yes. Something which would make no sense um, mm-hmm. uh, unless you were in the other movie. Yeah. So they just put it in because they're like, ooh, yeah. this happened the last time and people liked it. So guess what we're going to do? But Douglas, um, <laughs> you remember how we just talked about Roland Emmerich films? Yeah, I know, right? Well, did, Douglas, did you see Douglas. the parts where the planes were flying? <laughs> and how awesome that looked? Yeah. Welcome that to how to reboot things in 2022. I know, right? right? It's <laughs> the same story as The Matrix 4 this and is everything true. else. No. Which they, is another they, movie that they, we're you can't, like. You can't make... A new chapter thirty years later, and pretend like we're going like, all right, we're progressing the story. No, you have to make <laughs> the same one before Ooh. to hope it hits. That then part three, you can progress the, the story. The more right? time that has passed on the Matrix, the more upset I am that they didn't just that they didn't just take the Morpheus character and just make a different oh, movie. Just man, I'd love to watch the movie that, that guy. he alone is. Yeah, in. yeah. What's his name? I'm not even sure. But new Morpheus, fake Morpheus. Every I would love to watch a fake Morpheus movie. Every other part of the new Matrix is <laughs> awful. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know you know what like was upsetting to me when we were all talking about that movie. The part that you guys liked was the part that made me upset about this movie. Um, I did not like the first part where everything was just hitting you like this is from the old movie. I obviously enjoyed Mat- ah, Matrix Morpheus because he yeah. is oh boy, <laughs> but like, everything else I was just like really. And I, then I think that they tried to then make like in the second half of the movie it was a movie, mm-hmm. but by yeah. that point I was just tired. <laughs> no, but like in the, because it had been so long, watching them make fun of themselves yeah. regarding the first couple of movies seemed interesting at the time. Mm-hmm. But again, as more time has passed, I'm just like. All you guys had to do was focus. Yeah. Like, the second you saw New Morpheus, you should have scrapped whatever plans you had <laughs> and just gone, listen. So I'm happy to, to hear you say that, that after yeah. time you've, you've reassessed certain things yeah. because you guys were so strong in your belief I think that I the just first half wanted, was good. I think I just wanted I, it. I honestly thought there was something wrong with me mm-hmm. and, like, made notes to be like, all right, you need to rewatch this movie to see if, like... No. You, your radar was no. just completely off. <laughs> I think that movie is just bad. I think this is just terrible. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I mean, one back person to this, thing, this trailer has va- a picture of Val Kilmer in it because they yeah. had to. Um, Listen, yeah. I, I was like halfway through the movie, Douglas. There was um, such disappointment on my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, because I had I to reassess my whole childhood after yeah, watching that movie. Could, because <laughs> Top Gun is just a good movie, is what I thought. Yeah. I, you know, you, there's just things you, do, you grow up never questioning. And then I watched this movie and I was just like, no, this movie is awful. 
It is, is an it awful is. movie. But I hope to change my mind again. I am going to try and put on my nostalgia goggles very soon and watch it so that I enjoy it. And I will then throw it away Those. so that all I remember is the greatness that is my childhood. Just pour some <laughs> nostalgia right on Man, I used to love this movie. This movie was perfect. Uh, and then somebody made me watch it again. <laughs> but I will say... Um, the thing that took away that disappointment uh, really was um, our flag uh, means that like the, the title is incredible. It makes more and more sense as the show goes on. Uh, everyone, including Andrew. I know Andrew only likes comedies where people don't make jokes, but I'm here to tell you <laughs> that this is one um, that he can really uh, get into because it's, it's silly. Um, it, I, I don't like invoking Monty Python because that is too high a bar, but it is clear that that is what the show wants to be. Um, and it is, it, it's really good. It's, I have it's to tell really, you, I really did good. really enjoy Rory Kinnear. Yeah. I, I like him in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I know that I have besmirched his name for a long time. <laughs> yes. um, As we all have. <laughs> I, no, no, no. In a good way. In oh. the sense that I always call him a certain thing because I still cannot get the image out of my mm-hmm. mind of the first episode of The Black Mirror, which yes. is w- mm-hmm. when indelibly he became a part of my, my, yes. my movie knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but he consistently shows up and hits it out the park in yeah. anything that he's in. And he didn't disappoint in this this either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did watch one other tragedy though, and we can end the podcast on this. I watched a team called Brentford uh, beat a team <laughs> so thoroughly. <laughs> it was horrifying to look at. Breakfast. This is what she'd say.